Alright kindergarten parents, welcome back to Raise Ready Kids, where month by month you master the strategies you need to raise kids with the knowledge, skills, character, and purpose they need to thrive. I'm Bill Jackson, founder of Raise Ready Kids, and your host this month. My father was a Navy pilot back in the 1950s. Trained at Pensacola, Florida, he went on to fly anti-submarine aircraft from bases up and down the East Coast and Europe. The closest he ever came to combat was during the Cuban Missile Crisis when he was sent out over the Atlantic to look for Russian submarines. He left the Navy in the early 1960s, but he never lost his love of flying. Sharing an airplane with his best friend, he began taking me up when I was about seven, propping me up on his flight case so I could see the sky over the instrument panel. I'll never forget those days. The lessons started on the car ride to our regional airport and continued through pre-flight. He would explain the four fundamental forces on an airplane, lift, gravity, thrust, and drag, and how instruments like the altimeter and airspeed indicator worked. Then, after we took off in the single-engine Piper Cherokee, he'd let me take the controls together with him, welcoming me to the joy and freedom of flight. Along the way, my dad taught me something else, too what I call pilot voice, this month's Raise Ready Kids strategy. When pilots are communicating with each other in the cockpit or with air traffic control, they use a certain kind of calm, authoritative voice, optimized for clear communication when the stakes are high. When you're an airplane pilot, things get really stressful quickly when the weather gets bad or something goes wrong with the plane. When these moments arise, you've got to communicate accurately and efficiently. When you're working with your co-pilot or talking to air traffic control, you need to speak clearly and calmly. You need what I call pilot voice. Let's listen in on a recording of a pilot speaking in pilot voice in the midst of a challenging situation. In this example, the pilot, Tammy Jo Schultz, is dealing with a serious emergency. One of the engines on her Southwest Airlines 737 has just exploded, and the debris from the engine has ruptured the fuselage and injured passengers. Let's listen to the conversation she had with air traffic control during this emergency in April 2018. Maintain uh, at any altitude above 3,000 feet, and you'd let me know when you want to turn base. All right. Down to 3,000. Keep 10 on the speed. Southwest 1380, turn, uh, start turning southbound there. There's a Southwest 737 on a four-mile final. We'll be turning southbound. Start looking for the airport. It's off to your right and slightly behind you there, and uh, altitude is your discretion. Okay. Could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got uh, injured passengers. Injured passengers, okay, and are you, is your airplane physically on fire? No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Captain Schultz is flying an airplane that has lost an engine and that has a hole in it. And just listen to her voice. Calm, confident, authoritative. Pilot voice is also useful to us parents when we're trying to communicate with our children under stressful circumstances. Not as stressful as Tammy Jo Schultz's, to be sure, but still stressful. Everyday life with children gets stressful for sure. We're trying to get dinner on the table while one child is pummeling another. We're trying to get out of the house while our child is having a meltdown. There's a lot to deal with. Meanwhile, our children have different cares and interests than us. They may be in the thrall of a play scenario or game when we want something from them. 
Their brains are still early in their development. They're still developing the capacity required to navigate conflicts between their own impulses and other people's needs and wants. They might ignore or lash out at us when we're seeking their cooperation. In these situations, it's easy for us to lose control of our own emotions. It's in these kinds of stressful moments that pilot voice can be most useful to us parents. Pilot voice is as calming to the person speaking it as it is to the person listening. Listening to Tammy Jo Schultz, did you have any doubt that this woman was in command of the situation? When we speak this way to our children, they will recognize us as in control of ourselves and perhaps worthy of having influence over them. Let's examine pilot voice more closely, looking at three important aspects, speed, pitch, and volume. Listen to Captain Schultz's response to air traffic control here. All right. She's speaking pretty slowly, slower than people often speak, and she's doing this in the midst of a major emergency. It's a little counterintuitive. Our emotions may be up, but when we use pilot voice, we're consciously slowing down. By slowing down, we increase the chances that we're heard and we calm ourselves. The second feature is the pitch of the voice. It's on the low side. There's that classic male baritone pilot voice, uh, Atlanta Tower, this is American Airlines 734 inbound for runway 27. But anyone can tap into the lower vocal register of their voice, whatever range they have when they speak. Listen again to Captain Schultz. Okay, could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got uh, injured passengers. When we talk to young babies, we often speak in a high-pitched voice. It's pleasing to them. But children over two or three often respond better to a lower pitch, which signals self-control and authority. And third, volume. Pilot voice is spoken at moderate volume. You need to speak loudly enough to overcome the background noise in whatever situation you're in, just as pilots need to speak loudly enough to overcome the background noise of the plane. But it's not shouting. Shouting is an absolute no-no when pilots are dealing with an emergency. It signals loss of control and frightens people right when they need most to have their wits about them. Similarly, a moderate volume is effective at home. When you speak loud enough to be heard, but not so loud that you produce a defensive reaction, you're giving your child more space to activate the upper part of their brain, the part that knows how to step back from the excitement of the moment, think things through, and make informed judgments about what to do. Every time we communicate with our children, they're learning from how we talk as well as from what we say. When we talk with pilot voice, our children are learning that we're in control of ourselves and that calm conversation is the best way to work through challenging situations. Our kids are in the throes of learning how to integrate what they need and want with what other people need and want, including us. A calm environment helps them progress faster. So these are the three essential qualities of pilot voice. Now let's have some fun practicing. For starters, pretend that you're a pilot and you have an emergency. Like Tammy Jo Schultz, you've had an engine failure and part of your plane is missing. Here's what Captain Schultz said in response to air traffic control's question about whether the aircraft was on fire. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Wow. Now I'll give it a try. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Now you give it a try. 
Now I'm going to try saying it faster, not panicky, but faster. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Now you try it faster. How does it make you feel? A little frantic? Nervous? It certainly does not convey as much calm and in control as pilot voice does. You can't speak as calmly when you speak quickly. It's just not possible. Now let's slow down, exaggerating a bit. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Give it a try yourself. All right, now let's focus on pitch. Here are three options. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. A lower pitch generated further back in your throat is more authoritative and calming. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Go ahead and give it a try. Finally, we have volume. Here are three options. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. It's hard to be heard when you're soft, and it's hard to be calm when you're loud. Give it a try yourself. Okay, so now we've talked about speed, pitch, and volume. Let's try one more time putting together everything we've learned. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Give it a final try yourself. Good job. All right, now let's try pilot voice with something you might say to your kids at home. Let's imagine it's getting close to dinner time and you call out to your child. Hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. Once again, hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. Now let's try with a focus on speed. If you're like most people, you want to slow down a bit beyond what seems natural. Hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. Your turn. Now let's try again with a focus on pitch. If you're like most people, you'll want to try to speak more out of the rear of your throat where you generate your lower tones. Hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. Your turn. Finally, volume. Go for that Goldilocks level, not too loud and not too soft. Hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. Your turn. Putting it all together one more time, together. Hey, sweetie, please move your project so we can set the table. One thing that's different when using pilot voice at home as compared to the cockpit you need to connect with your child before you speak to them. Air traffic controllers are listening to pilots, especially when they have an emergency. But children are not necessarily listening to parents. They may be angry or distracted, and you need to take time to break through. One way to do that is to get down on the ground with them, listen, and acknowledge their emotion, whatever it is. Another way is what the voice coaches call pace and lead, when you start talking to them with a voice that matches their emotion, 
maybe ratchet it down a little bit, and then gradually lead them to a calmer place as you transition to pilot voice. Of course, pilot voice is no panacea. Your child still may not calm down or do what you ask, and it's not right for every child or for every emotionally charged situation. Sometimes you just want to let your emotions flow more freely. But pilot voice has its place. Its calming influence gives your child space to learn how to integrate the lower part of their brain, the part that registers raw emotions like fear, with the upper part of their brain, the part that can think through problems rationally. And the authoritative quality of pilot voice increases the chances that your child will respond positively to your direction or ideas. After you've had a challenging moment with your child is a great time to reflect on pilot voice. Did you use it? What about speed? Tone? Volume? Then replay the dialogue in your mind using more pilot voice. Next time when you have a challenging situation, before you attempt to engage your child, think about what you want to say and practice saying it in pilot voice in your head before you speak to your child. And if you want a little inspiration, think back to our Southwest Airlines pilot, Tammy Jo Schultz, and her tone of voice. Here she is, one last time. No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. And remember, whatever you've got going on, it's got to be less. Your child may be pushing your buttons big time. You may be really frustrated, and you may be at your wit's end. But at least you're not up at 35,000 feet with 149 passengers and crew flying a plane with a hole in it. It's not that bad. And if Tammy Jo Schultz can use pilot voice to communicate in that moment, you can too. 